Section 25 of Stories from Le Mort d'Arthur and the Mabinogion, retold by Beatrice Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 25 The Adventures of Sir Percival. After he had left his fellows, Sir Percival rode along through the forest until one evening he reached a monastery where he sought shelter for the night. The next morning he went into the chapel to hear mass, and there he espied the body of an old, old man laid on a richly adorned couch. At first it seemed as if the aged man were dead, but presently, raising himself in his bed, he took off his crown, and delivering it to the priest, bade him place on it in the altar. So when the service was concluded, Sir Percival asked who the aged king might be. Then he was told that it was none other than King Evely, who accompanied Joseph of Arimathea to Britain. And on a certain occasion, the king had approached the Holy Grail, nigher than was a reverend, and for his impiety God had punished him with blindness. Thereupon he repented, and entering God earnestly, had obtained his petition that he should not die until he had seen the spotless knight who should be descended from him in the ninth degree. This is the desire, fulfilled later by Sir Galahad, that came thither, after which he died and was buried by the good knight. The next day Sir Percival continued his journey, and presently met with twenty knights who bore on a bier with the body of a dead knight. When they spied Sir Percival, they demanded of him who he was and whence he came. So he told them, whereupon they say all shouted, Slay him! Slay him! And setting upon him, all at once they killed his course, and would have slain him. But the good knight, Sir Galahad, passing that way by chance, came to this rescue and put his assailants to flight. When Galahad rode away as fast as he might, for he would not be thanked, and Sir Percival was left horseless and alone in the forest. So Sir Percival continued his journey on foot as well as he might, and ever the way became lonelier until at last he came to the shores of a vast sea. There Sir Percival abode many days without food and desolate, doubting whether he should ever escape thence. At last it chanced that looking out to the sea, Sir Percival descried a ship, and it drew near he saw how it was all hung with satin and velvet presently it reached the land and out of it there stepped a lady of marvellous beauty who asked him how he came there for now said she you are like to die here by hunger and mischance he whom i serve will protect me said sir percival i know well whom you desire most to see said the lady you would meet with the right knight who bears the right cross shield ah lady i pray you tell me where may i find him cried sir percival with a good will said the damsel if ye are will but promise me your service when i shall ask for it i will lead you to the knight for i met him awful late in the forest so sir percival promised gladly to serve her when she should need him then the lady asked him how long he had fasted for three days answered sir percival immediately she gave orders to her attendants forwith to pitch a tent and set out a table with all manner of delicacies and of these she invited sir percival to partake i pray you fair lady said sir percival who are you that you show me such kindness 
Truly, said the lady, I am but a hapless damsel, driven forth from my inheritance by a great lord, whom I have chanced to displease. I implore you, Sir Knight, by your vows of knighthood, to give me your aid. Sir Percival promised her all the aid he could give, and then she bade him lie down and sleep, and herself took off his helmet and unclasped his sword-belt. So Sir Percival slept, and when he waked, there was another feast prepared, and he was given the rarest and the strongest wines that ever he had tasted. Thus they made merry, and when the lady begged Percival to rest him, there while promising him all that ever he could desire if he would vow himself to her service, almost he forgot the quest to which he was vowed, and would have consented, but that his eye fell upon his sword where it lay. Now in the sword hilt there was a set a red cross, and seeing it, Percival called to mind his vow, and thinking on it, he signed him with the cross on his forehead. Instantly the tent was overthrown and vanished in thick smoke, and she who had appeared a lovely woman disappeared from his sight in semblance of a fiend. Then was Sir Percival sore ashamed that almost he had yielded to the temptings of the evil one, and earnestly he prayed that his sin might be forgiven him. Thus he remained in prayer far into the night, bewailing his weakness, and when the dawn appeared, a ship drew nigh the land. Sir Percival entered into it, but could find no one there. So commanding himself to God, he determined to remain thereon, and was borne over the seas for many days, he knew not whither. End of section 25 Read by Anna Nomoska.